Ranch and Gene Autry. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. America's favorite cowboy, Gene Autry. I'm an old cowhand from the Rio Grande, but my legs ain't bowed and my cheeks ain't tan. I'm a cowboy who never saw a cow, no crook to steer, cause I don't know how, and the show ain't fixing starting now. Yippee-yi-oh-yi-yi, yippee-yi-oh-ki-yi. That the cowboys know about the big corral where the doggies go, cause I learned them all on the radio. Yippee, I okay. Yippee, I okay. Yippee, I okay. Yippee, I okay. Well, thanks a million friends, and welcome once again to Melody Ranch. Um, 
Buffalo Bill. Well, now, to tell you the truth, Winston, the yeah. last time I saw your so-called partner, he was out in the barn working on his new invention to get milk out of a peanut. Milk out of a peanut? That's right. Yeah, wait a minute. Let me cut this straight. Milk out of a peanut, mm-hmm. huh? Milk out of a peanut. You ready? Here it comes. Milk out of a peanut, huh? Yeah. You sick? Yes. He must use a very low stool. <laughs> Now, 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 Patrick, uh, just take it easy. Simmer down here. Now, what's wrong with the dog? He argues too much. That's what's wrong with the dog. Oh. First he barks and wags his tail. Then he barks and wags his tail. So what? Getting so I don't know which end to believe. <laughs> this is getting more ridiculous by the moment. Well, in that case, may I, at this moment, inject a profound sober thought into the conversation? Inject what? I don't know. I just read it. I don't mind. <laughs> Well, I wish somebody would inject something here on here. Well, that was something about a sober. Oh, yeah. Well, this may come as a mild shock to you, Uh but I am leaving. Oh. You're what? You you heard me. I'm taking a powder, you know what I mean? I'm hitting the road, blowing a joint, getting out of this place. I'm going back to Brooklyn where I belong. Back to where men are men and women are. Women are what? Oh, I ain't sure. What a very sheltered life. Well, it sounds to me like that you haven't much use for the opposite sex, Winston. I don't blame him, Mr. Artery. I, I ain't got much uh, much use for him either. And all because of one horrible, unforgettable experience I had once. I know that, 150 yeah. a week. Uh-huh. What was that? <laughs> well, way back in my gayer, carefree, adolescent days, I used to go around with a mighty pretty young thing. Uh-huh. Her name was Lena Genster. Oh? But, uh, she was pretty, but it didn't work out. Oh? How come? Well, I had long buck teeth, and she had long buck teeth, so every time we kissed, it looked like two walruses fighting over the same fish. <laughs> Well, nevertheless, Patrick, old boy, I'll say one thing for you. For a man of your age, you certainly have lived, lived a full life. Yeah. It cost you a lot of money, but yeah. you've lived it. <laughs> say that again, Mr. Artery, and I've enjoyed every dollar, or every minute of it. <laughs> I only wish I could live to be 100 years old. Oh? Oh, well, now, that's easy. All you got to do is give up the late hours, rest in the afternoon, watch your diet, stop smoking, forget about women, and don't worry. Will that make me live to be a hundred? No, but it'll seem like it. Well, <laughs> Can't you 
forget what made us part And once again I'll hold you in my arms For only you can fill my empty heart Can't you remember you promised That nothing could ever make us part And once again I'll hold you in my arms For only you can fill my empty heart Thank you, folks. Thanks a lot. Since once more it's story time here at Melody Ranch, I thought I'd tell you a yarn that all began one morning, not too many years ago, when I answered a knock at the front door. The guy I saw standing there must have weighed close to 300 pounds, stood about six foot six, and was built like the side of a barn. He said his name was Bill Collins, and he's worked, and asked me if I could use him. Well, sir, it just so happened I was shorthanded at the time, so without even thinking twice, I gave him a job. <laughs> you've been here almost a week now, I thought I'd ask you how you're getting along. Okay, I guess. Ever done much of this kind of work before? Some. Why? Oh, just wondered. By the way, Johnny tells me that you used to work as the strong man for the Barlow Brothers Circus. Yeah, what about it? Oh, just interested, that's all. Ever do any boxing? A little. Any around a place called Darwin? Darwin. No, never heard of it. That's funny. I, I better get back to Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah? Are you sure you never fought in a fight at Darwin Arena under the name of uh, Moose Mallory? Look, maybe you don't hear so good. The uh, name's Bill Collins. Okay, Bill. Forget it. Guess I'm mistaken. <laughs> mistaken, and I knew it. This guy who called himself Bill Collins was Moose Mallory, or else I was going blind, one of the two. But then I got to thinking, what of it? If a man wanted to change his name, that was his business. At any rate, it certainly wasn't any of mine. That is, it wasn't until one morning two days later. Hey, Gene. Yeah? Gene, Bill Collins is gone. He ain't slept in his bunk all night. What? Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. I brought him a letter from town yesterday afternoon about 3 o'clock, and nobody ain't seen him since. Well, that's funny. Well, what's so funny about it? You didn't by any chance notice where the letter was from, did you, Johnny? Who, me? Yes, you. Get that hurt expression off your face. Where was the letter postmarked? 
Okay, since you put it that way, um, it was postmarked uh, Centerville. Uh-huh. Just happened to see it. Uh-huh. And the return address was uh, M. Hickson, 122 Maple Street. That's what I thought. What's what you thought? When a man has two names, Johnny, one of them is usually spelled trouble. I'll get it. Hello? Hello, Gene. Uh, Sheriff Dillon. Can you come in town to my office for a minute? Well, sure, Jim. I guess so. What's up? I'll tell you when you get here. Uh, make it as soon as you can, though, will you? Right. Thanks. Who's that? Sheriff Dillon, Johnny. Wants me to come into town right away. What for? He didn't say. But from the sound of his voice, I don't think he just wants to chat.
Just one thing, though, I want you to tell me. Why'd you do it? No reason. I just needed the money, that's all. I mean the real reason, Luce. Say, uh, who's Mike Hickson? Mike? I, I don't know what you're talking about. The, the whole thing was my idea. I don't know any Mike Hickson. Okay. Have it your way. Thanks. And, oh, yeah. Uh, one last favor, if you don't mind. Yeah? Just forget that Moose Mallory business, will you? Just let me be booked as plain Bill Collins. Twenty minutes later, I took Moose down and delivered him over to the sheriff. Who, in turn, set his hearing before Judge Sparks at 10 o'clock the next morning. I still wasn't convinced, though, that Moose was solely responsible. Somewhere, Mike Hickson fitted into the picture. But for the life of me, I... And then, all of a sudden, I remembered a letter. A letter Johnny had told me that Moose received the day after the robbery. A few minutes later, I found it stuck between the mattress and the springs of his bunk. It read, Dear Moose, meet me in the Lucky Dollar Cafe at 8 o'clock on the night of the 16th. And don't try to back out on me like you did the last time. Remember, the police in Darwin are still interested in the murder of Billy Garcia. As always, Mike. Well, at last, the puzzle was complete. It was just 8 p.m. when I saddled up champ and started the long eight-mile ride to 122 Maple Street in Centerville. Yeah? What do you want? Are you Mike Hickson? What do I am? Get inside. Wait a minute. What's the big guy? You'll find out. Look, mister, get out before I call a cop. You know, that's very funny coming from a guy like you. What are you talking about? Moose Mallory. Why, that nope. Uh-huh. Who's Moose Mallory? The same guy you've held under your thumb for seven years on a phony murder charge. Now start talking and talk fast. Let me go. Lay on my arm. You're breaking it. Yeah, I will. I will break it if you don't start talking, well. Okay. Okay, I'll talk. That's better. Moose was matched against a guy named Garcia in the Darwin Arena in 1940. Yeah, I know. Garcia died in the ring. Police said it was accidental, but, well, I convinced Moose he killed him. Go on. Moose was scared. He thought the law would get him for murder. So for seven years, Moose has done whatever you told him to do. Because you threatened to tell the police where he was if he didn't. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. Get your clothes on, Hickson. You and I have got a date with justice. Bye.
You know, neighbors, when it comes to the real beauties of Mother Nature, you just can't compare anywhere on Earth with this west of ours here in America. Yes, sir, from the rolling plains of Texas to the snow-covered peaks of the Rockies, you'll find some of the most inspiring sights in the world, one of which I'd like to tell you about right now. Let me ride on a trail in the hills of old Wyoming, where the coyotes wail in the gloaming, for it's there. Every night and the only law is right 
back in the saddle again.